Hello and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth, and this is Season 1, Episode 3, Rise and Fall with Jaleesa Johnston. I did a performance in the park near the Portland Art Museum Mm -hmm. for a guerrilla performance art festival that happened in the spring of 2017. Mm -hmm. And for that performance, I had a hairnet. I made this large, medium-sized net um, that had a long rope that attached into my own hair and I hung apples in it. Um, and the whole, that whole performance had to do with, you know, the black body being implied in different spaces and, and the death of the black body being implied in different spaces. I came upon Jalisa's art while I was studying Afrofuturism, a cultural philosophy and aesthetic that explores the intersection of African culture with modern futurism. Afrofuturism combines elements of science fiction, fantasy, and magic to critique the present-day dilemmas of Black people and to interrogate and re-examine historical events. You might have heard of Afrofuturism in reference to the novel Kindred by writer Octavia Butler, the work of Jamaican-American photographer Renee Cox, Marvel Comics' Black Panther, and Beyonce's 2016 short film, Lemonade. I want to share Jaleesa's art with you because she brings a stark, energetic perspective to our cultural conversation about race. And we can't talk about the future without candidly examining who gets to live in that future. Jaleesa integrates sculpture, collage, and dance into installations and performances, many of which are Afrofuturist in their exploration of Black women's bodies. I sat down with Jaleesa to ask her about art and identity and two specific pieces of hers. First, a contemporary dance called Rise and Fall. And second, a photo collage series called Between Contact. We'll have links to her work on our website and our social media pages so you can see them. A key element of Afrofuturism is the concept of autonomy and control over one's own life and destiny. Jaleesa makes work about Black women's lives and destiny and subjectivity, a philosophical concept of agency and personhood. Subjectivity often describes things that exist in the reality of our minds as opposed to the visible, external world. Jaleesa describes Black women's bodies as queer and liminal, meaning they're in a transitional phase, in bloom, testing boundaries. I really enjoyed our conversation and I particularly enjoyed her comments on thinking in long futures and making choices rooted in an understanding of our shared tomorrows. My work focuses on black female subjectivity and looking at that as a queer and liminal space for communal and personal healing and transformation. I became very invested in using my body and what the material weight of my body is, um, both actual physical weight and its implications as well as like spiritual, mental, emotional weight. The artist, but also not just the artist, everybody exists in this in-between space. The disconnect between ourselves, like our consciousness and our spirit is when we try to compartmentalize and stand very firm in a specific um, square of identity. A lot of the growth and that true connection to spirit happens when you're willing to stand in an in-between space that's uncomfortable because you're not rooted in any one thing, but it's also freeing 
and limitless because because you're not rooted in any one thing, because you can be anything, because you're so complicated mm-hmm. and you can break apart and put yourself back together and break apart and put yourself back together. I have actually a friend um, who's also an artist. Her name's Cheryl Burroughs, and she's actually now working in the Portland area. She's been working mm-hmm. in the Portland area for a few years, mm-hmm. and she doesn't identify... Like, when you see her, you want to identify her as a black woman, and she she does not identify as black or African-American. She says that has nothing to do with her. I'm not... I don't do that. I'm not there. I don't know. Maybe in the future I'll reach a point like that. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But I'm at a point where I see blackness as... It's always been communicated to me as something very particular. It looks a certain way. It has a certain style. It does a certain thing. It's this, it's that, it's that. And I think I'm reaching a point of sort of seeing all the areas where I may fall under that category and where I don't and just embracing that and being okay with, you know, blackness is so multifaceted. And as much as we want to compartmentalize it, especially when it comes to commodity Mm -hmm. and, and... um, capitalism, you know, really compartmentalizing what that means. It is so vast and it means so many different things. And there's a point where it even vanishes into nothing almost. And I, I really like that a lot about it. Like when I was younger, I felt a lot of pressure. Like when I was a painter in undergrad, like this is about being a black woman and black female sexuality. Mm-hmm. And that served me then. But now my questions I've, I've been noticing have less and less to do with blackness per se and more to do with being. I understand that because I'm black and pursuing those things, it is about blackness, but at the same time, it's also about people or about the experience of being human. I never want to deny, because I'm very, very proud of being black. I'm very proud of where I come from. Yeah. I'm proud of the women that I come from, the black women that I come from. Like, that, it, it will always be there. Like, it's always, but it's not... Um, I don't see it as a limit. I see it as like a, an opportunity to become any and everything I want to be. And Afrofuturism for me is all about a collapsing of like the past and the present to move forward into the future. So it's not dwelling in the past and it's not being like, well, forget the past. The past doesn't matter now because it does. It does matter. Um, but it's more of a joining of the two or understanding how the two relate that we're able to move forward Mm. and that forward is actually in a circle. Fall is a piece that comes from a collaboration between myself, Maximiliano Martinez, and Ruben Garcia Marufo, a live three-person performance piece. We're using his veil, and we've been using my hair, my hair rope, <laughs> thinking about blackness and thinking about life and death and thinking about blackness as a queer space. Me and Max under the veil, mirroring each other, while Ruben is also under a veil playing the cello. And that has a lot to do with the birth of, or the rise, like the the blood boiling, the rise of this um, union between these two entities 
and sort of body movement as a way to communicate this past, present, and future that's collapsing in that moment. Me and Max are performing under a black veil, and Ruben performs under a red veil. Sort of life and death of this particular like colonial U.S. empire as it stands, and sort of thinking about the shift forward of what will it look like when when this falls and it doesn't look things don't look the way that it looks. And so we almost see ourselves as these twin ghosts. I was thinking a lot about, yeah, like twin ghosts underneath this veil, sort of like spirits that are communicating this looming future of, a, of an eventual fall, like a death of society. But the death is good because we need that to bring on the new. Things will always change and you can either push against the current or learn to flow with it. And that's where the title comes from, the rise and fall of the ocean and, yeah, the rise and fall of empire, the rise and fall of structure. It's, it's an undulating, in a way, when Ruben's playing the cello and me and Max are moving, um, for me, when I'm performing, the cello and Ruben is sort of like that lifeline or that blood that sort of breathes life into, into this moment of... Um, of a peeling away of present. Thinking about a future where anti-blackness is not a thing, <laughs> where black people can walk and live their lives not in fear that they'll be killed simply because they're black. For me, it's a lot of those structures that incite fear that I'm thinking about collapsing. Me, I, I'm very much stand firm and gain power in being a woman, being a black woman, being a queer black woman, etc. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, those structures are also the things, those identities are also the things that sort of keep us separate in different ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about, and I haven't, I don't have a firm visualization of what this looks like. I just have a feeling of moving towards a future where these structures are not holding us back from connecting. I was using um, black erotica magazines. I collect them, like old vintage black erotica magazines. There's some very like terrible racist, especially like the biracial, like black erotica stuff is really in the power dynamics. But at the same time, the women's bodies in those are nothing like the way women look now. With stretch marks, all different sizes, boobs are not that perky. Um, they have blemishes on their skin. Um, some of them like have a gap, like not straight, perfect teeth, natural hair, like just bodies just looking like the, some of them shaved, not shaved at all. Like it was just their bodies are just as they are. Yeah. And we don't see that now. Like we, you know, the body looks very specific, um, very specific yeah so it's weird it had like this freeing like aspect of like women just being who they are but then also these really negative terrible aspects of like super racist sexist power dynamic so I was making these collages of these figures that either had a ton of eyes or a ton of noses or a ton of mouth like you know lips or a ton of breasts or just like points of the body that you focus on and that's all you can see. I cut these two arms out of, um, it was a man and a woman having sex and they're 
they were the woman's hand was on the man's arm so I'd cut that out and I was gonna splice between it and use the two arms for something Mm -hmm. and I realized after I'd cut off the image that I couldn't separate it it was a really weird feeling of like just seeing the two arms touching there was a tenderness that was not there when it was within context and I was like I can't seem to cut this for some reason so I was like okay I'll just stuff it in my my journal and I'll keep working and I'll come back to it and figure out what's going on mm-hmm. so I came back to it and I, I suddenly realized I was very invested in that moment of contact that was very tender um, that felt sort of communal in a way and because it was taken out of its context of, of sex right it it suddenly had more possibility Um, It had opened the possibilities of what the relationship could be between the two beings. Rather than just being a a sexual one, it suddenly, those two hands could be anything. It could be a very tender embrace. It could be her supporting, or I shouldn't say her, I should say they, because at that point it was removed from gender, um, gender and sex. So, you know, one hand supporting the other, like it, it could have been so much more than what it was within context. So then I just started cutting up all of these images and looking specifically for moments of touch and contact that didn't have to do with genital penetration or anything like that. Which one is it? It's like at the end. There it is, that one. Oh, I couldn't wow. separate that one. <laughs> huh. Wait, this is a... Yeah, her touch it? against his arm felt... I don't know. That is really nice. Very tender. And I was like, (laughs) I can't separate them. (laughs) When I was removing the bodies, I would even cut down the arms a certain way so that they just looked a little more ambiguous. Um, So I think, yeah, I'm just really interested in ambiguous space and, and being okay with existing somewhere that's neither here nor there. I realized that the way I would glue it on the page and its location also affected how how it was read. So if the arms were closer up to the top and the embrace was facing upward, it looked more like one being was trying to uplift another. If one, if it was down below or pushed into the corner and the embrace pointing down, it looked like one being was pushing the other one down. Hmm. So I played a lot with the space of the page, thinking that, that's not empty space. That space is full of meaning, and it informs. It actually informs the, the visuals that are, that are placed right up next to it. What happens when I put this canvas on top of that, and then if I put that figure here and that one there, what's the conversation that's happening? And then I, I started to think a lot about negative space and, and whiteness. And then thinking a lot about how whiteness actually functions similarly to negative space, where it's never really acknowledged. Yeah, it's assumed. You know, yeah, it's assumed. It's the the norm, right? Man, like, you don't have to say, like, I'm a white man, but you can just say I'm a man. Like, if someone writes about me, I'm most likely going to be written about as a black woman artist. So, yeah, that I started thinking about whiteness and, and the sort of open expanse of whiteness, both literal and figurative, and then in contrast with the black body and how confined blackness is to the body, actually. Blackness exists because of the body. We assume, like, oh, that's white, right? But that white's different from that white. Right. And there's so many um, nuances in it that we don't recognize. And, and that ex- 
that extends from the collage series into larger discussions about society and the way we function and this relationship between the visible and the bodily and the abstract sort of open um, assumed empty neutral space which is not empty or neutral because it actually informs our reading of the of those black bodies or of those black beings on the page on the page embraces the ambiguous and embraces spaces where we don't need to box people in or even ourselves in, where people can exist as they are without fear of any kind of violence towards them. And also it's a future where we're relying on ourselves. We look to ourselves for the answers, so not outside of ourselves, but within ourselves. We're not looking to ourselves as like an individual, but as a part of a larger connection of, of being. So thinking, looking to the self, but doing it in a way that's thinking very holistically and communally. I think often we're thinking there's an end point and there's no end point. So if we can just get comfortable with the fact that there's no end point, there's just constant being, I think then we'll be able to reach this space of being okay with ambiguity. Um, as it exists in ourselves and the people next to us. We have to be in that space. That's where new ideas come from. That's where seeing things differently comes from. That's it for this episode. If you'd like to see Jaleesa's work, you can check her out at jaleesajohnston.com. That's J-A-L-E-E-S-A-J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N.com. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, I hope you'll consider coming out to our live show on June 15th at 7.30 p.m. Under the wide windows of the hollowed halls in Southeast Portland, Oregon, you will enjoy a beautiful, light-filled variety show featuring the queer and multidisciplinary artists of Future Prairie, our artist collective. The show is inspired by the Chautauquas of the 19th and early 20th centuries, where people from all walks of life came together to experience education, entertainment, and culture for the whole community. With speakers, teachers, musicians, and all kinds of entertainers, I can't wait to introduce you to our artists and everything they have to offer. Tickets are only $10, and the link to purchase them is now live on our site, futureprairie.com. Our music for this episode was produced and mixed by DJ X Carlisa X, a femme Afro house DJ based in New Orleans. You can hear a selection of her work at soundcloud.com forward slash X Carlisa X. Future Prairie is sponsored by Weebly, a powerful e-commerce platform with everything you need to build, market, and grow an online store or website. Built-in email marketing lets you reach your customers and automatically engage with them on a regular cadence. Find out more and get 10% off your first site at weebly.com forward slash r forward slash future prairie.